How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's Dukes and Bell. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll talk to Darren Eels. He is the president of Atlanta United. we got some work to do. Plenty of games left, um, but we are running out, Mike. I mean, we're going to get to you know the end right. of this month, and all of a sudden now we're going to be looking at these playoff standings. We'll see what Darren thinks. By the way, the latest on Joseph Martinez as well coming up. We'll find out with Darren. And, uh, Mike, I thought we had enough shots on goal to win last week against Montreal, but it just didn't happen. Nope, and we're on the outside looking in right now, and they are actually a point ahead of us, which really hurts. So, yeah, we just we struggled the last two games. We had a slow start up in Philly, and we just couldn't get it done against Montreal. I mean, that's where it's like you're really just trying to get a draw on the road at this point. But we did box ourselves into a corner. We'll talk more about that with Darren coming up. And uh, so, so much more entertaining at home than we are on the road of late. No doubt. Next game, by the way, Toronto coming up Saturday. Uh, check that. That's next Saturday. That's the 16th. Right. So um, we, we, we got some work to do. We'll find out what Darren thinks coming up in 20 minutes. If you miss Chuck Smith, okay, he joined us as he does on Tuesdays, had some very interesting things to say. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've put out there on Dukes and Bell 929, that is our Twitter, is something that Chuck, uh, Chuck was quoted as saying, and he was talking about right now, you know, when you go to war in the trenches in the NFL, you need to be prepared. He says the Falcons right now have a pistol, and the uh, opposition has a bazooka. That was his quote today as part of his analysis Don't of what's going Coach on. Don't tell Coach P's that. Well, you know what, Mike? And, and again, I just think time and place matters, right? If we had run off five or six or seven games and this defense was playing lights out, I mean, Coach Pease has every – you know, right to, to grab his sack and say whatever he wants to say. But when your team is last in points, you're giving up more points than anybody else in the NFL. You're giving up more yards. You're not top 10, top 15, top 20. You, all these things culminate and you go, okay, so how good are we? I mean, if we're just barely winning games, I don't think I'm out there pumping my chest and saying, hey, these guys are working hard. I'm not ever going to criticize the heart or desire of any of these players. But when it comes down to it, if we're not winning, we have to analyze why we're right. not well, winning. Well, again, as I said, he had a right to, you know, like he felt proud of his team, and they did, they did a hell of a job in New York. When you're on the road and getting them off the field when our offense wasn't doing anything. Great win. Half. Yes. Yeah, but, again, this as Chuck just laid it out, it's something that we've talked about, and Chuck you know, put a fine point on it. Use your best athletes. You know, if Grady's getting lost in the middle, I mean, get, get him out. There. He, I know Grady will set the edge. Grady will get somebody on the ground that will prevent something big from happening, and it's just way too much time. And, again, when you've got a 
secondary, which is, let's be honest, Carl, is just so mediocre, for lack of a better word. Journeymen and journeymen and rookies, you can't give those, you, those guys are, are not going to be able to handle four seconds of following those guys down the field. Just can't do it. No, it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask of a good secondary. Right, let alone a bunch of guys that are stiffs. <laughs> so, uh, listen, do I want us to win on Sunday? You're damn right I do. Do I expect us to win on Sunday? Yeah. I don't think the Jets are that good. I like what I've seen a little bit of Zach Wilson. But the Jets I, are coming off a win. They, you know, they, you know, they've got some confidence. We thought Same thing we thought we had. Look at this. We beat the Giants. Now we're up 10 nothing on Washington. And then, you know, the uh, the damn you know, kickoff for the touchdown in the second half. And then we were just a completely different football team. Yeah. But, but Mike, here's the other thing. We'll get to the NFL Blitz in here in a second. We got to play like we're playing from behind all the time. Right, and that's why I think watching it, especially in the stadium, you could just you could feel all the momentum is just completely gone out the door. And look, I, I respect Coach for trying to roll the dice with Gallman, and Gallman actually got some results. And he went back to Mike Davis. Look, they brought Mike Davis in; he's one of the few guys we paid some money to in the offseason. You got to get some results out of him. But when he's not getting anything in the offensive line, his style of run behind this line was giving you nothing against Washington. He was not going to be the right tool for the job. Patterson had to be on the field. Patterson wasn't on the field in the second mm-hmm. half. That's why really looking forward to our conversation tomorrow with Arthur to ask him like come on I know what you want to do but doesn't don't the facts tell you you're not going to be able to do it that way and, and what I mean by that guys just it's an attitude okay we can never relax we're just not that good no, okay. we're, we're, no, we are. We're exactly what the Giants and Washington are. We're a team which needs a few breaks, and we've got no margin for error because yeah. we're a middle-of-the-road team, middle-of-the-road yeah. to bottom of the, of the pile team. So, so the idea we were up 10 and you go, all right, we can chill. There is no chill. we got to play like we're playing from behind every game, and we got to keep the heat on and, and continue to press. Uh, and, and here's the other thing that, that's bothered me. Now, I, maybe I'll ask Coach this tomorrow. We've seen Matt. In back-to-back games, basically, and Mike, you said this, if we kick the field goal, we're in Coos, you know, range, and maybe we mm-hmm. kick the field goal and go to overtime. But we needed a touchdown, so we couldn't do it. But we've seen back-to-back weeks where Matt, in one week against the Giants, led the team, whoop, 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 those are passes, down the field, we win the game. This week, whoop, 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 but we needed a touchdown and a Hail Mary, it didn't play out. The point is, when we're in those offenses and we're, we're, we're tempo, we're just better. And I think, you know, sometimes when we get up, it's like, okay, now we're going to slow it down. You can still run the ball out of tempo. So I just, that's something that's bugging me. And I don't know if coach is like, hey, we just can't do that all the time. So be it. But we got to play like we're behind every, every game. And that's always the argument that, you know, oh, you can't do that all game. Talk about up tempo where Matt has been, whether it was, you know, take it back. Give me a quarter. I mean, take it back. Start the fourth quarter that way. You go back to, you know, you go back to like when, when when Malarkey was the offensive coordinator. Matt is always better in up tempo. He's always been a better quarterback doing that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, look, we all know it. Three and a half, just under four minutes to go. You try to salt the game away. First run is blown up, and now it's second. Now you're behind the sticks, and now you can't. You know, you know it was going to be a, a real struggle. That's when you need to. Give me the dynamic playmaker, and Patterson's nowhere to be seen in the mix. And look, I, I've given up. I'm with you now. I'm like almost giving up about asking. I'll, I'll ask Coach tomorrow, but Kyle Pitts has got to be more of. I don't care if he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't care what the hell they're asking him to do. Fine. Get find a way to get this guy the football. Yeah, that's please. True. I want it now. Right. Let's get to our NFL blitz. All right, NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. All right, Mike, let's talk about Urban Meyer. What are you thinking? How do you feel about it? 
Well, Shad Khan says that uh, he's he's got to regain our trust and respect. Shad Khan had a conversation with Urban Meyer, which he told the media is between he and Urban Meyer. But Urban Meyer was responsive to whatever Shad was talking about. Look, it just looks embarrassing when you've got a day off or two after a Thursday game and you're playing grab ass in uh, in a restaurant that you're part owner of. You know, it's, it's we always joke around about like when uh, pros go back to like their college town and screw around. That's in yeah. essence what Urban Meyer did. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of tweets that are out there from a number of sources, but there's some interesting stuff out there that uh, Mike Silver has from NFL Network uh, about basically players, and we just talked about it with Chuck Smith, he's lost the locker room. There was already stories out there that the coaching staff were at odds with him, that players literally laughing behind his back, did not apologize to the team as a whole, did it through uh, position groups individually, uh, portrayed the woman in the videos as just a random person who was just there dancing, players laughing at him as soon as the door closes in the meeting room, and that's gone public, Carl. So bad scene in Jacksonville. Yeah, I remember reporting uh, in the preseason that some of the workouts and the way that he was going about it, you know, I talked about this, Mike, on the show where, you know, water break, hydrate, guys, hydrate. He's treating these NFL players as if it's a college program. And some guys, again, were giving him the, the evil eye, like, come on, man. So you go behind the scenes and how you deal with players, culture, culture matters. And this is why a lot of college coaches, no matter how good they are, it's hard to come to the NFL and have success. Now, you know who's doing it? And you know who we haven't heard a peep out of? And you know what? His team's playing their butts off, and they got beat last week. But Matt Rule is doing it. Right. Matt Rule came from Baylor, and everybody went, oh, Baylor, oh, what's this guy? No. And Matt Rule just came in and said, we'll do things my way and blah, 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 and, and hired some guys, and they've just been getting after it. You don't hear any mess, any distractions. And so, you know, is he going to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. But this is why college coaches and that adjustment, Mike, and going from convincing 17, 18, 19-year-old kids to do what you want to do to grown full men that are making more money than you, it's, right. it's, a different, right. it's a different thing. And I think Urban Meyer now, more than anything, it's not about wins and losses. They weren't going anywhere anyway this year. It's more about him showing the leadership that he's going to need if he plans on being there long-term for Jacksonville. Now, if the owner has is at odds with him and he's putting out statements, when's the last time you heard an owner put out a statement over something like this? If he's he at must odds, regain our trust and respect. <laughs> if he's at odds, Mike, then he may be already done. Well, that's what some people are saying. Because look, I, I don't know. Other than obviously Shad Khan, nobody, nobody in college or pro thought this was going to work. Nobody. We talked about it. Nobody. You bring in the Tim Tebow dog and pony show. You get all the Tebow heads out there trying to rationalize that stupidity. And that's what a lot of guys in the locker room say, what is this guy doing? That's where it started. Okay? That's where it started. And again, I mean, you say, oh, guy's going to be mad at a coach for a bird dog and chicks. No, no, no. But as Carl just said, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you treat grown men like they're college kids and then you go and pull this stuff, that's when people think you're full of crap. Because Urban Meyer, guys, like, I don't mind if you want to be Mark Richt and part of what you do and how you coach is part of being involved in a faith-based lifestyle the way Dabo does in, in, in Clemson, but you got to walk the walk. That's the thing with Urban Meyer. He's a freaking hypocrite, okay? He enabled a jerk in Florida to slap his wife around, let the same stuff continue in, in, uh, in Columbus, and then plays like the babe in the woods like, I didn't know. So, I mean, that's why I just, to me, he's just, it's one thing. If you want to go up there and put yourself and hold yourself to a higher standard, you better live to it. And he's never lived to it. He's been a fraud his entire life. I just you... apologize to the team and staff and, uh, for being <laughs> a distraction. It's stupid. Yeah. 
It was yeah. stupid. It was stupid. Urban. And a half-assed um, apology, too, by the way, for those that are marking apologies and their level of sincerity. Or I just, to me, I've just always thought this guy was a fraud. You want to be a football coach and be a mercenary? Do it. Live it. Be Jimbo Fisher. Don't sit there and try to act like you're some saint, which he's not. Blame yeah. everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just stupid. Uh... It is stupid. It's Dukes and Bell. It's our NFL Blitz. Um, Urban <laughs> Meyer, we're talking about this situation in Jacksonville because the owner puts out a statement saying he's dealt with it. He's talked with Urban and the trust, you think. I just want to I want to keep it there with with the trust, because I know in being in locker rooms and talking with guys over the years and having close relationships with coaching staffs, you know what, what, what everybody wants in the organization? Can I trust you? And what I mean by that is not if I tell you a secret, do you leave the, the organization or the, the facility and go tell it? Can I trust that who you are representing yourself to be is who you are? That you're not sitting here in my face and telling me one thing. Some coaches have done this, and they don't last, and then you do something else. Or you say, hey, you know, we've got big high hopes for you, but yet you don't play the guy. So just trust is a big deal. And so that's the part. I, I'm not talking down to our audience, but I'm with you. Half the people that I've spoken with about this go, man, this is really not a big deal. Dude was in a bar, uh, chicks dancing on him. What's the big deal? It's a big deal because of the message it sends and then the trust, and you're trying to gain these young players' trust. That's why. Yeah, they think you're a joke. Or again, and and it's funny because now everyone's like, "This is all a master plot to get to USC." Well, I mean, again, when you do, <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I mean, <laughs> adults, adults are supposed to handle themselves a little bit differently than the youngsters out there, and so whatever. If I have to explain that, to, but again, the standards have fallen so much, half the country doesn't even get what the deal is. You know, oh, that's true. That's true, you know, and that's fine. Like I, like as I said, I, I I don't give a crap if my coach believes in God or UFOs or Bigfoot. I just want him to win football games and. To have a clue to sit there and say some of the things this man has said and done during games makes it look like he's totally in over his head, which is what we all said from the jump about making the move from college to the pros. Hey, moving on. Josh. Well, real quick, Mike, yeah, I got to say this, though, I, but I don't care, honestly, like this incident, as far as the incident itself, as I've said, I think Mike agrees. It's not, I'm, I'm not firing somebody in and of itself, over that. Fire, right. But again, he's, but he portrays himself to this higher standard, which he's never lived up to. All right. Go for it. What were you saying? No, no just saying uh, uh, Josh Gordon. We're talking about another guy now. Completely different set of circumstances. A man who's, what do you feel, it's chemical or whatever it is. He's back on the roster. The Kansas City Chiefs have added Josh Gordon. Now, if this guy could play corner, I would think that might be a better play because they need some help on defense. But uh, Andy Reid said he didn't commit to activating. Gordon said he would depend on his familiarity with the offensive system. But uh, they have added him to the active roster. This uh, just got reported earlier last hour. Yeah. Uh, how many chances? Six, seven, eight? Well, Six, I mean, you're a thousand-yard receiver, tremendous athletic ability, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows where this will go? I mean, like I'm pulling. I don't wish. I don't wish against him, but I mean, he just can't keep his nose clean. I uh, know. All right, guys, we got more to get to, more to dive into, including uh, what happened last night. Trey Young leaves the first preseason game with a, a bruise. Says it hurt a little bit, but he's going to be okay. Uh, but we're going to talk to Darren Eels coming up. Atlanta United president of Atlanta United joins us next. It is Dukes and Bell. Hope you're having a great day. We're going to talk to our buddy, Darren Eels. He's the president of Atlanta United. And uh, get the latest on our club as we make a push towards the playoffs. We welcome him in on the WaitForward.com hotline right now. And, Darren, it's good to have you back on. Um, we gotta we got to find a way to, to win some of these matches and put ourselves in position to get into the playoffs. We looked like we were going to, you know, be right there. And then last week, a little bit of a setback. What was your take on last week's match? Yeah, afternoon, chaps. Obviously, last night since we spoke, we obviously had the the one 0 win at home against Miami and the 
you know, the hundredth goal from Joseph, which was pretty remarkable to do that in 125 games is, is, is something that's pretty special. So it was nice that he got to do that in front of the home fans. But then of course, you know, we went to Montreal and we couldn't get the, the win there. We didn't even get the draw. So now we're back on the outside looking in, you know, we're in eighth spot. So we've got six games left, six cup finals, really, that we've got to, you know, get to that time now where by hook or by crook, we've got to find points to get us over that playoff line. But I still feel good. Like, you know, even the, the Montreal game was disappointing from a result, but I felt, you know, we more than deserved a point out of that game. And it was just, you know, we had that moment of five minutes where we just conceded the two goals after we took the lead. And, um, you know, we huffed and puffed, but we just weren't able to get that second goal. And I know that uh, Joseph was a little gassed when you have such a quick turnaround. So we put Araujo in there. And uh, I just, you know, we got so many scoring weapons. That's what I was kind of, you know, counting on on this, uh, you know, whether it was in Philadelphia two weeks ago or then up there in Montreal. So all right, moving on, we're running out of time, Darren. How confident are you? We do have an international break. we got to wait two more weeks to see these guys. But how confident are you they could get it cooking? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I mean, we've got six games left, uh, three at home, three away, you know, there's no easy games in MLS, as you know, um, but I feel like they're all the games that we can go into expecting to get points from each of those games. And, um, you know, I think it's set up nicely. I mean, it's still super tight. You know, you put a win together and you can jump into fourth spot in the table. So, you know, everyone's playing each other. So people are going to be dropping points. So I think, you know, we can concentrate on our game. I feel like, you know, with a Joseph, Marcelino, you know, Luis Barco flying and, the you know, defense that we've got that's pretty solid. We've got a good chance to to get up the table and uh, obviously make the playoffs, which is what we all want. Uh, what's the latest on Joseph Martinez and, and the injured hamstring? What can you tell us, Darren? Yeah, look, he came off, as you saw in the game, at halftime, and you know, he's someone that knows his body and he felt a little tweak. It was fortunately just a minor strain, so, you know, that's the sort of day-to-day one that we monitor, but, um, you know, fortunately it wasn't anything serious. The uh, offensive attack on the road, is it... I mean, it's just, as you said, is it just a byproduct of how difficult it is, whether it's in Europe or anywhere else in the world, to win on the road? Yeah, look, I think it's difficult. I think it's magnified in in MLS just because of distances traveled. You know, obviously, going up to Montreal is not like playing, you know, Spurs going down the road to play Arsenal. You have a lot of the travel and et cetera. But, you know, if we take that game, I feel like, you know, we had the one where Barker had the run at the end of the half and, you know, he hits the bar. We had a you know, great shot from Santiago that was a good save. So, you know, it's a number of chances that we were creating. You know, there's a couple of times perhaps Joseph didn't quite have the, the you know, the right sort of um, touch, you know, in the first minute when the goalkeeper kicked it at him. I think he was just as surprised as anyone that the ball was coming to him. So, you know, we had a number of chances, and that's why it's a shame we got that goal. It was a great run by Luis. Slipped it through to Jake Moray. You finished it well. So once you got the lead, you thought, here we go. This should... Uh, we could perhaps hold on to this. We just sort of gave up two goals on, on similar types of plays where we just had a breakdown in communication. So I think that was the that was the disappointment. But I feel like you know we we were still creating, and I still feel good about our chances. Going back to Joseph uh, Darren, you know the hundred goals you talked about. It, what an incredible milestone that is. You've seen a lot of soccer in your life. Who does it remind you of? Is there somebody when you've watched Joseph either even early on where you went, he reminds me of this player, and he's lived up to it. I mean, look, he's a consistent goal scorer, and they're a rare breed. I think it's incredible. You know, I mentioned 125 games to get to 100. The next quickie was Robbie Keane. It was a player I know well, um, was with me at Tottenham Hotspur. We actually moved him to LA Galaxy while I was at Spurs. Um, you know, Robbie, I think, did it in about 155 games. So 
took him 30 more games. Mm. You know, Robbie Keane was a you know an ultimate goal scorer, but Joseph's just at that next level. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, but yeah. a lot of people paid tribute to him, and one of them was Joe Hart, the goalkeeper. And you know, I, we all looked for Joe because I reached out to Joe when we were interested in Joseph, and he was playing with him in Torino. Uh, and at the time, Joseph, if you remember, he was playing wide left. He wasn't right. seen as a striker. He certainly wasn't scoring the level of goals that we. And one of the things he said was, you know, he said he's amazing at heading the ball. He's like, you won't believe it, but in training, you know, you should see the jumps that he's got and the, his heading ability. And I think that's something that that certainly has impressed me. And I think that's the one thing that, you know, Joseph's been an amazing goal scorer. But you think of some of those goals where he can just leap, you know, he's not the tallest of guys, but the ability he gets in the air, and the ability he gets with his head to score goals, he really is the all-round goal scorer. So, you know, that's a long-winded way of me saying, I think, you know, he is one of the best goal scorers certainly I've ever worked with, and uh, you know, I'm just glad that we've got him on our team. It is our man Darren Eels, guys. El Jefe, the boss of Atlanta United. Yeah, I saw that uh, Tata, our old coach, he did part of the video tribute to Joseph hitting his 100th goal. It was great. Darren, I thought it was kind of a funny sym- uh, symmetry, if you will, that it was Leandro Gonzalez-Perez who had the handball, which facilitates that goal. Because we've seen LGP work the refs. We were joking around about this uh, with uh, George Bello last week about it. But uh, LGP was the culprit, and he, he still gives the refs an earful. Yeah, he's funny. I mean, we'd had a chat actually on the pitch before the game uh, with LGP. Obviously, I was reminiscing with him about the first ever goal at Mercedes-Benz Stadium that he scored when we won the game against Dallas. And uh, But what I love about LGP was <laughs> when the penalty was given, he was sort of like remonstrating and pointing to his arm. And it's like, yeah, you hit your arm in the box. That's a penalty. You know? <laughs> I'm not really sure what you're arguing about. But, um, yeah, there was a sort of uh, – I mean, look, he got his yellow card as well. I mean, there's no one like LGP for, for yellow cards. I think that's probably like 20th already this season. I <laughs> risk my reward. More certain death taxes and LGP gets the yellow. <laughs> it's Darren Eels, guys, uh, Atlanta United president. So you're going back home, huh? You're headed to London. Yeah, no, I felt that, you know, it was important for the trip to the Falcons that they wanted to do a pub call for the corporate sponsors that so they needed to have an Englishman to help sort of show him the way and get him <laughs> nice. to the decent pub. So uh, <laughs> it's a working trip. I'm doing air quotes, Brown. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Darren, the stadium there, what's what's it like? Tell our listeners, tell Falcon fans, what's the stadium like? It's good. It's the second best stadium in the world after MBS. I think it's oh. a, a decent stadium. No, I mean, they've done a great job. You know, they have a slightly different method for the the way that they play the games for the NFL as opposed to the, the soccer games for Tottenham. So they have three long strips of grass that they pull in and out under the North Strand. So we'll be seeing it in its um, NFL American football setup. But it's, uh, you know, it's a great stadium. It's, again, you know, it's sort of a, it'll be quite interesting going back there for me because I was there in the design stage. So to see it actually, you know, built out and now with the Falcons playing in it, that'll be quite nice. And, Obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, my mates at the Spurs and catching up with them. And obviously, right. you know, it's been seven years. Now. I can't believe how much, wow. t- how quickly time goes. But I'll be uh, fascinated to catch up with them. And I'm excited to see the Falcons obviously get the win against the Jets. Right. I, Carl, I was in a cab in London in 07, I think. And as the Cockney accent goes, a field be coming up in bunches with those blokes. Because that's what happened <laughs> early on. The field was like a quagmire, Carl, because they're not used to like 275 and 300 pound dudes tearing it up. So that's part of the reason why they went to that system. Mm. Yeah, Darren, not only that, Mike, they're doing it in the same spot, you know, down the middle of the pitch. So you just get almost like train tracks down the middle of the pitch. <laughs> right. 
That's crazy. Uh, we're talking with Darren Eels, guys. He's talking about the Falcons-Jets game on Sunday, and he's heading over kind of be uh, – you know, a guide on, on the tour for everybody. Hey, well, by the way, where, yeah, where, where in London does one go? I mean, I talked about Mayfair and obviously, I mean, you know, the West End. Where, where are you taking these guys? Where are you going? Uh, well, we got some good ones. We're going to the Abbey Road Studios on the on oh, one of the nights. So nice. uh, excited for that. Obviously, Beatles, where they did their recording. So I think we might have a bit of a sing-along there. So that should be quite wow. fun. But no, we'll do that. And I'm sure, you know, there'll be certain ones where they've got the option to go and do the, whether it's Tower of London or... You know, the Houses of Parliament, the London Eye. So London's a great city. I mean, it's sort of, when you're living in it, you sort of take it for granted a little bit. I'm quite excited to go back. And even though it's only a few days, it's just a chance to see some of those haunts that, that you perhaps take for granted when you're in the city itself. Darren, before we let you go, I'd like for you to talk about Vice President Carlos Bocanegra being inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Um, it's a, a hell of an honor. And I know you guys have worked closely together to build this organization uh, what did you say to Carlos about this incredible, um, you know, honor that he's being inducted to the National Soccer Hall of Fame? No, I mean, it, it really is amazing. And, you know, what I really think that's impressive about Carlos is that his playing career alone, obviously, was the reason, actually the reason he got into the the Hall of Fame, 110 caps for the country, captain him over 60 times, some of the greatest successes the men's national team has had. He was the captain of that team. So, you know, he did that. He was a, you know, a pioneer. He went, you know, MLS, went to Europe, played in, you know, top leagues, whether that was with Rangers in Scottish Premier League or Fulham in the Premiership or, you know, St. Etienne in France. So he did that and he came back to MLS. But then he's, you know, given to the, the game as well through what he's done, obviously, with Atlanta United. You know, that was his first job coming out of retirement and he helped us build, you know, what we've been able to build in, in Atlanta. But also he's done work as a, board member of U.S. Soccer. So what I like about it is, you know, he's given back to the game. The game's given him a lot, but he's given back to it. You know, he hasn't just done it on his soapbox on Twitter and criticizing or just pontificating. He's rolled his sleeves up and he's done things to try and help the game of soccer in the United States. So, you know, for me, he was well-deserving of that accolade and he goes to join, you know, some great pioneers of the game in the in the National Hall of Fame. And I'm just looking forward to, he got a natty red blazer. So I'm going to see if he's going to wear that tomorrow to the office. Um, very, very, uh, nice. very fetching. <laughs> hey, well, we, we were talking about this the other day, Darren, Carl. We were talking about like the job that Alex Anthopoulos did with the Braves. You, uh, Darren did some similar work at the, uh, you know, a, a, again at your version of the trade deadline as the transfer window came and went. So, again, I just hope we can finish it. Three at home, three on the road, man. Have a great time on your road trip to the UK. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Yep, Darren Eels. There he is, guys. Uh, we got work to do. Six more matches, but right now we're on the outside looking in. Eighth place, 39 points. What do you think? What do you think, by the way? I, I think we get in. Um, we're, I, just, I was, we're such a better, again, we're just such a, such a better, more yeah, dynamic team at home with a crowd, man. Yes. Into it. Yeah, I, I think we get in, but here's the deal. I was hoping to be in that fourth spot, Mike, to have a home match. Exactly. And now we're, we're you know, we lose a couple of these matches. We probably won't, that won't happen, even though we will probably get in. Uh, but I think we get in. All right, guys, we got plenty more to get to. Yeah, man, no man is on the way. We'll talk dogs. I am more concerned than you are. I'll explain a little bit later. Bo Morgan joins us next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? 
Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Coming up, we're going to talk some college football. We've got a big, big matchup coming up this weekend. Now, it won't implicate the uh, the dogs or Alabama, for that matter, one and two teams in the country, but it could shake up the top four, and we could have some movement there with Iowa taking on Penn State. It's a big game in the Big Ten. We'll talk more about that as well as what's going on with the dogs as they get ready for Auburn, which is always a big game. But right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show. Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the Georgia Hemp Company. All right, Bo, what's happening today, my man? Hey, good job, Carl. You didn't you didn't step all over my tag there. I'm very, very happy about that. We're making some progress here. Yeah, I'm a professional. I'm not used to you having a tag, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you should be. You should be. This is groundbreaking stuff we do every single day. All right, one of the things that happened uh, – Sunday was this Facebook whistleblower goes on 60 Minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And she kind of throws him under the bus. Well, it just so happens the next day, Facebook and Instagram and uh, whatever WhatsApp crap is, it goes down. Right. And then she testifies and says these things today uh, at Congress. In some cases, this this dangerous online talk has led to actual violence that harms and even kills people. This is not simply a matter of certain social media users being angry or unstable, or about one side being radicalized against the other. It is about Facebook choosing to grow at all costs, becoming an almost trillion dollar company by buying its profits with our safety. During my time at Facebook, I came to realize a devastating truth. Almost no one outside of Facebook knows what happens inside of Facebook. 
The company intentionally hides vital information from the public, from the U.S. government, and from governments around the world. The documents I have provided to Congress prove that Facebook has repeatedly misled the public about what its own research reveals about the safety of children, the efficacy of its artificial intelligence systems, and its role in spreading divisive and extreme messages. Okay, so she went and said all that today. So what I wanted to ask you guys was, was the Facebook-Instagram ad outage real, or was it orchestrated by Facebook themselves <laughs> to try to clear some of the things they knew she was going with ah. to Congress? Interesting, though, that, that has been out there. Bo is reading the conspiracy theorist. Frances Hagen, the woman that uh, was on 60 Minutes, and then there's the soundbite from her Congre congressional testimony. Um, some people put it out there, Carl, that it was all other Facebook employees showing their uh, their their support for the woman uh, by by doing something to bring it down. But Squid Billy brings up a great point. Was this all just uh, <laughs> they were hacked uh -huh, to apparently gut, gut whatever some investigators might want to take a look at or or forensic Internet technicians, if that's a thing, might want to dig around and try to find. It's an interesting thought, Bo. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this. You know, you have thousands of folks with intimate knowledge, like this this lady here, um, who now is considered to be a whistleblower. I, I think she's admitting a lot of the things that we thought. I think, I think people who follow this stuff kind of believe that this stuff was going on anyway, but it's always good mm. or different, I guess, when, when somebody comes out in the organization and admits it. It's sort of like the tobacco industry. Oh, it's not bad for your health. So I think that you could easily say that Facebook, Facebook, you know, did this to, to maybe fix some things. I don't know if we'll ever know that, but I did think it was strange. And Mike said this yesterday that the 60 minutes piece drops and then boom for hours. Okay. Yes. For not for 30 minutes, Six not for three minutes. Hours, right. Hours, the site's down. So. And one of the things, you know, even Mike, you brought up the, the movie, right? The Facebook. Right. And Zuckerberg says in the movie, and, and he's been quoted as saying this, Facebook will never go down. It just did for six hours. Why? Well, that's exactly what I kept thinking about is that mm. moment in the movie where he freaked out. And, you know, yeah. you know, because they froze the, um, the bank account. He goes, we could have went down and it could have cost us everything. And then all of a sudden they're down for eight hours after they're one of the right. biggest tech businesses, companies, whatever in the world, hogwash. Well, Can Facebook I play devil's advocate for Go right ahead, Chris. Yes. I, so here's the question, right? Does Facebook have a social, pun intended, responsibility to be above the fray on these sorts of things because they're one of the biggest companies yes. in the world, like Amazon? Yes. Or should they be treated, rightfully or unrightfully so in your opinion, like any other company? They're a company that's trying to make money and be a business. Well, this is the slippery slope. I mean, man, this is heavy stuff for some guys right now who just want to hear about Alabama and Georgia. But anyway, Carl, the, the thing is, the, the question is. And it's a, it's, that Georgia conversation is pretty heavy right now. No, but it's a great, it's a great <laughs> question. Worry, Carl. But it's a great question, though, from Chris, because, you know, I mean, look, you got shareholders, you know, and you're responsible to them. And, and But yet there is some sort of responsibility. Like, But this is the line that's been blurred over the last, what, 10 years when, you know, it used to be when we were kids, you watched Walter Cronkite. You took everything he said as gospel, right? Now people don't feel that way about the news, let alone a, a, okay. a, a social media website. So I would no, say, to, as far as to do the right thing or to be above board, to Chris's point. Yeah, I would say this though, Chris. Um, I said it earlier. Are you an entertainment site? Because if you're a news site, then you have to have credibility and you have to have reliable sources that are giving you real news. The problem is, is Mike's point. There's a gray area now. So I can be entertaining because you watch all the fun videos and oh, look at that family. Oh, it's fun. And then boom. 
such and such does something, and you go, oh, he's a creep. Are you a news site? Are you an entertainment site? What, 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 is, what is the purpose? So it, it, the original purpose has been skewed now. The original purpose was, you know what, I'm going to keep up with my friend in California who I don't get a chance to see and get a chance to see what's going on in their life. That is still there, but there's all this other stuff that's going on. Yeah, now. but you, as you, again, I, I said this to Carl earlier, to Carl's point there. I mean, I, I'm just there for all the, the nonsense and the shenanigans, you know, and what? talking to my buddy, talk, I talked to my high school football coach on Facebook on the instant message thing, but I'm not there for the political, I'm not getting that, I'm not there but, for that kind of stuff. And, and to that point, though, but that's where they, they cross lines when they start fact checking some people and not others or start yep. censoring people. Right. Sure. That's when they cross over from. Just a fun website where everyone has an opinion to a new site. Right. Or again, and, and, a site and that's, that's favorable to one side and has an agenda. So that, that's sites my like issue, Chris. Fox, Fox News or MSNBC, no matter which way you lean, right? Does, does that company lean and decipher their news to the public to support their base yeah. or to be factually correct which well, one do you believe well, well i mean Ru- got- rupert murdoch built fox because he felt that there was uh yeah, it was a, there was a window in america for people that wanted that slant you know or wanted news presented that way they weren't getting from the other networks and what, what you got to remember too is most of what we watch on news is opinions based on stories that are factual but they're opinions based mm-hmm. on factual stories it's more so, talking head that's what that's what espn is now isn't there's yeah. less highlights it's all just guys yelling at each other but as soon as you censor people you're now strictly facts so you have to wash away that you can't have opinions of one and not both there you go and that's why they're no longer just a regular company they've mm-hmm. turned themselves into a new site in some ways well if it's a new site then they have a responsibility to right. answer chris's question right. period yeah if it's a new site, then we, we've got we've got to have a responsibility. All right, let's let's lighten. Up. Wow, but it's like we just did a town hall on Facebook well, right here. No, no, I'm saying it's good hey, cards, good well, conversation. Well, but here's the other part because Bo, if it's not okay, then when when false news is out there and you get people outraged, craziness happens. That's a dangerous place to be in. But who so, decides what the fake news is now when nobody can decide what news is and what is it? It isn't in 2021. But this, but that's the debate. Well, and do you also but, feel but like events that, like the storming the White House Capitol were initiated by groups using these sites sure. as a platform? That's a, the, another angle of it as well. Right. Should so they and, be and that, able right. to? And that gets back to the responsibility part of it. I, I agree with you. I mean, that, this is and and the bigger issue here, guys. It's an interesting question, Bo, that you brought up about Facebook being down and and you know the conspiracy theories. But I think the bigger thing for for me is as we move forward, what's next? What happens if you have no regulation? Okay, everybody doesn't want regulation, but when you have no regulation whatsoever and you're free to do whatever you want, and the Facebook is, that's a dangerous place. Well, I, I think the the biggest slippery slope is when we just start censoring who we don't agree with. That's where I get worried. Now, there's a, there's a one thing to protect the society and from people from from violence, but if you have opinions you don't like and you censor on both sides, that's it's the old adage. I might not agree with you, but I'll I'll fight for your right to say it. But isn't and, this? But but for as far as that is concerned, isn't it a private company though? Right? It's a private company. Is it public? Uh, I mean, public held stocks. I mean, so so when you yeah, take some, publicly traded. So yeah. when you take somebody down, then how is that decision made? Right? If you're telling me it's publicly traded and they have a responsibility to their shareholders, then how is that decision made when you take somebody off? The platform. Yeah, but this, well, that's what the, the 60 Minutes piece was about. About it's supposed they're supposed to have a, a measures in place where, and again, but who decides what is to, to Squidbilly's point? What is toxic? What becomes something that is actually a threat mm. where people's lives are endangered? Got gotcha. you.
All right, guys, we, uh, we're running out of time. I just want to make a show. And by the way, that's the deepest yeah, man, you brought, though. I just want to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Squid, <laughs> Billy, Squid Billy just went next the level. The deepest yeah, man, you've had yet. Well, here's the thing. First the Mc, off. The McLaren Squid Billy News Hour. No, no, we're proud of you. I we're actually, proud of you. I actually thought it was going to be a lot more lighthearted, and we were going to do what we always yeah. do. And it's, just a, it's a real deal, be, man. Be fools with each other. That was funny. I appreciate everyone's involvement. I think it's a real conversation yeah. that we always – what do we say all the time in 2021? We've, we've got to be willing to have conversations. Mm-hmm. And too often people want to hear four of us has had a conversation. Nobody got mad. Right. Nobody got their feelings hurt. And, and, and we, Not over know, we provided some good, <laughs> some good content. No, but I mean, but this goes back to when you and I, Carl and I have had this conversation like in the last 18 months with COVID and everything. Where do you get your information from? Do you go to a website knowing they lean one way or the other? And do you try to go to another website to counter the other website? Because nobody believes that anybody's objective anymore. That's the problem. Yeah, we're, have, we're at the point now where we have to decipher what is actually right. factual and not. All right, real quick, I got a show update. Uh, we will now be joined by the Atlanta Braves general manager, Alex Anthopoulos, today at 540. Oh, nice. So nice that get. That is now happening. And also, the holidays are coming. And it's all good, though, guys, because the Georgia Hemp Company with locations in Woodstock, Decatur, and Sandy Springs – has a full line of all your favorite CBD and hemp products like lotions and what? Oils. Oils. <laughs> also have a full line of CBD for your pets. Hey, check out the Georgia Hemp Company at thegeorgiahempcompany.com. Chris, hit the music. Was he waiting for us to say yeah, oils? Just add, add the syllable. Just count yeah, the guys, vowel. Oils. There you go. All right, man. Good stuff, Bo. See? You come here and we make you think. <laughs> All right. Coming if nothing, up. If nothing else. If nothing else. You learned something on this program. Dog, uh, dog reports coming up. We're going to talk to Joe Patrick speaking about the Braves. He's our Braves insider brought to you by Jersey Mike's next hour. And you just heard Bo. 540. Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general manager. We're going to find out how confident he is heading into this series against the Brewers. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.